When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Okay, let's go to the Health Hub Times Square in Valencolic, where we're joined by Annalise Dressel. Good afternoon, Annalise. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are very welcome. Straight into questions coming in to you for Annalise, please. What can I do about swollen ankles? Is there anything that Annalise can suggest? So that sounds to me mostly like water retention and actually probably a lot of us suffer from it when it gets this kind of hot and humid as well, Patricia. Our very, very hot weather can make your ankles swell. A lot of people as well, they'll notice um, after they get off a plane, hands and ankles might be very swollen. So probably one of the best things is um, rubbing magnesium into the um, ankles. You can get it as a gel or you can get it as an oil. And magnesium is great for helping the um, the lymph to get working again, to get that liquid that's kind of surrounding the tissue of the ankles to, you know, get back into the bloodstream. But another tea that is wonderful and I've, I get, always get great feedback on is one by a, um, a company called Heath and Heather. And it's dandelion and burdock tea. And I sell quite a lot of that. The feedback is always excellent. So that also is another one that stimulates the lymph, the kidneys and the liver, which is great for kind of helping with fluid retention. Sometimes it can be as a side effect of your medication as well, Patricia. So if you're on blood pressure medication, that's a common problem. And elevating your feet can help as well. So when you're sitting down to watch a bit of telly in the evening, keep your feet well up. Hi, Annalise. I've taken two lots of antibiotics. My stomach is terrible from them. I've also got thrush on my tongue as well. What can I take to get my system back to normal? That's from Liz. Oh, my God, Liz, my heart goes out to you. And it's very common as well after an antibiotic, Patricia, because it does kill all the good bacteria as well as the the infective bacteria it's trying to kill. So what I would recommend now is a very good quality probiotic. Um, So... BioCult is one brand I like very much and they've got a boost 
limited product that's just out on the market recently, which is a very high strength one. Um, they also do one that is specifically for people who suffer from thrush, um, and it's called BioCult Candia, C-A-N-D-E-A. Now, you can actually, if you have thrush below, you can actually insert these capsules below, and it's much quicker uh, result than taking it because it takes a while for the bacteria to work their way around to the front. Um, and then oral thrush is, is best dealt with with something like the grapefruit seed extract used as a mouthwash. So you could buy the, that in a health store. It comes under the brand name um, of Citricidal, C-I-T-R-I-C-D-A-L, Citricidal. And it's the extract of the seeds of grapefruit. So it's very, very bitter. And you can use this as a mouthwash. So I'd put about 10 or 15 drops in with a bit of warm water and just swish it around the mouth for about five minutes and um, spit it out then. And the other thing I'd suggest as well is that you soak your toothbrush in that at night time so that you don't keep reinfecting your mouth with the thrush. So I'd say continue the probiotic for at least a month afterwards. And make a note of what antibiotic you took because some antibiotics can cause thrush and others don't, I find. And I suppose it's all down to the individual as yeah, well. Because yeah. A lot of people have take antibiotics and they never get thrush at all. A lot of women actually coming up to menopause will notice that thrush is more frequent. So I think there's times in a woman's life where you're more prone to getting it than others too. Us poor women. Okay. Hi, Annelise. Uh, the, the Dettol spray, is that good for disinfecting the handles on doors? Or would you suggest anything else? What is best to wipe down things to keep it clean? Also, does Annelise recommend cleaning all the groceries when we bring them home? Yeah, you see, I suppose it's it's a hard one to kind of answer that now, Patricia, really, because like Dettol, the, the, those um, disinfectants definitely work. And to be very, very sure, you, you know, using the, the rubbing alcohol is possibly one of the most effective to kill viruses. Uh, a lot of the other ones are antibacterial, but maybe not necessarily antiviral. So I think that if, you're, if you've got a vulnerable person at home, it's good to clean all of those down. Um, however... It's a lot of work and also it's a lot of work to have to do it with your vegetables and fruits um, on the off chance that possibly the packaging has been touched by somebody. What I would really suggest is if you want to be safe and not use any chemicals on your fruit and veg, I'd fill a sink up with some apple cider vinegar or you could use colloidal silver. So these are safe to take internally. They're not containing any chemicals. They won't affect your gut and they won't affect the bacteria in your gut, but they will disinfect and they are good natural antivirals and antibacterials. They're not 100% effective, but it is a safer way of disinfecting your fruit and veg. And then if you're very worried, you could wipe down packaging with the rubbing alcohol uh, before you take things out of packages. Um, But I mean, I think... Again, that's not necessary for everybody, Patricia. I think mm-hmm. it's only if you've got someone very vulnerable. At and home. the advice has always been because that at the start of it, they, they said, oh, every package that comes into the house has to be washed. And then the experts came out and said, no, it doesn't. What they do recommend is when you get home, first thing you do is wash your hands. Put your shopping away and wash your hands again. That's the recommendation, yeah. And and this is the thing, Patricia, even if you do actually touch a surface with the virus on there, it still needs to be transferred into your respiratory passages um, or into your mouth. So it has to get into your system. So we're back to the hand washing again and again. It's the safest thing to do um, is just keep washing your hands. And it's got the best chance, even wearing masks, I think, are not as effective as the hand washing. So just make sure you wash them 
very, very frequently and use the hot water and soap and wash. You know, you need to wash your hands. It's Correctly. Give them a quick rinse. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's properly. Now, somebody saw this up on Facebook and actually I saw it at the weekend as well. It was a recommendation to put a few drops of peppermint oil onto your cotton face mask. Uh, does Annalise think that's a good idea? Look, a peppermint oil, again, can be a natural antibacterial and antiviral but it's not going to give you the kind of protection that you really need um tea tree is probably a lot more effective but even at that um i think if someone was going to do something i would spray your mask with colloidal silver because that's not going to interfere with your breathing and it is very very effective um in fact i use that here because i have to wear so many masks all the time patricia and washing them and some of them get left here behind in work so i if i feel i just need to throw one on quickly i'll give it a spray of colloidal silver and that for me is kind of you know, disinfecting it as best I can when I'm in okay. an environment where I haven't access to a hot washing machine. Okay, Balanine, uh, listener, hi. I have a problem with phlegm at the moment. It's only in the morning time I, I wake up. I seem to have a build-up of phlegm. Is there anything I can do to get rid of it? But it only seems to be a big issue in the morning. So, well, I suppose what I'd say there, Patricia, really, is that it might be something that'll go away by itself. It doesn't, if it's not causing any distress, uh, you know, maybe you don't need to worry about it or do anything. Usually for kind of a build-up of phlegm, you use herbs like ivy and thyme uh, to dry up that phlegm. Plantago is another herb as well that's used. It's spelled P-L-A-N-T-A-G-O. But that's better for kind of mucus trapped in the chest, whereas this is more just mucus, I think, probably in the throat. So um, sometimes you can get to the bottom of why you've got this mucus and sometimes not. So I'd suggest if it's a worry, try the ivy in time. If that doesn't clear it up, it is possible that maybe it's coming from your stomach at night time, um, in which case sleep on an elevated bed. So put a couple of books under the top legs of your bed so that the bed is slightly elevated and maybe sleep on a couple of billow- pillows and see does that solve the problem. OK, Pat has a teenage boy problem in the house. Question for Annalise. What supplements are, is there anything that you could suggest taking for an over-smelly, sweaty teenage boy. He does shower, but the smell seems to return soon. Could it be hormones? Definitely. Probably hormones, Patricia. And it can be dietary as well. So uh, the liver is a great detoxifier. And if that's not really working effectively, the skin often does detox. And people might notice as well that the smell of their sweat changes depending on what they eat. And for women as well, it can change depending on the time of the month. So it's all kind of, you know, tied in with liver support as well. So in this case, I think that, um, you know, like if it's a teenager now, so I'm saying this with a bit of tongue-in-cheek because they can be very fussy about their food, but taking a green juice to support the liver and kind of cleanse out the blood would be very good. And that would be things like lemon juice, cucumber, throw in a load of spinach leaves, and then a couple of apples can sweeten it up and make it taste very nice. And that would be very good for sort of kind of just a great cleanse and support. Um, If you wanted to take a supplement for the liver, there's lots of ones that you can get in a health shop. You're looking for something like the dandelion, uh, burdock, those ones. Actually, that tea I was mentioning for the, um, the water retention would work as well. These support the pathways in the liver that are very important for detoxifying old hormones. Anything with sulfur in it, like dandelion, onions, garlic, these all work very well to um, support those pathways and get rid of all hormones. And that can help as well a bit. Uh, it might be a bit of trial and error. And I just it's just unfortunate, but just keep washing clothes. Yeah. Uh, Sheila, hi, I'm on Eltharoxin for an underactive thyroid gland. Could Annalise tell me what is the correct blood test reading for thyroid to be normal, says Sheila. 
you know, I don't know the answer to that question now, and I probably should, Patricia, but they normally give it on the blood test result. They normally give the range, so that's so I read it off from that. Um, but one thing I would say is that sometimes your TSH can be within range. What they measure in your blood test is they measure TSH mainly, which is, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. And if that's high, it's a sign that your thyroid isn't working, so your body's trying to stimulate it more by making more of the hormone. That can be a sign that you've got an underactive thyroid. They also might measure the T4 in your blood, and that's the hormone that your thyroid, that, sorry, that um, you're taking in terms of your L-troxin. But what they don't often measure is your T3, and that's your active hormone. And that's the one really that gives you, you know, the, all of the benefits of the thyroid, which is revving up your metabolism, keeping you warm, keeping your cells, um, energy pathways ticking over properly. So a lot of people, you know, may not be efficient at converting the thyroid hormone into the T4 into that T3. So taking a supplement with selenium can help or eating Brazil nuts, which have, are very high in selenium, is also can help. It's hard for us to get selenium in our food and that is key for the conversion to the active form. So maybe try the selenium and see if, you know, if you're on Altrox and you don't feel it's benefiting you, try that to see if you can get the conversion working efficiently and that might just be the kickstart you need. Is it my imagination or are more and more people being diagnosed with underactive thyroids than ever before or has it always been the case? No, I, well, I actually don't know, Patricia, but I do, I do notice from coming into the shop, there is a particular area just outside Balancolic here where I find there's a lot of people with low thyroid. And I often wonder about water because, you know, um, fluoride, we fluoridate our water here in Ireland and uh, the fluoride actually will bind on to the, glob, the, the thyroglobulin, which is the protein um, used to make your thyroid hormone. And it, it means that iodine cannot bind on so sometimes water that has been highly fluoridated may prevent people from actually making their thyroid hormone effectively for that reason. Um, also, iodine deficiency is another um, cause of, of thyroid problems. And there are pockets in the world where iodine is very, very poor in the soil. And certainly the way that we farm nowadays where there's a lot of um, you know, intensive farming on yeah. soil. And they're using fertilizers that are very high, maybe in nitrogen and and, um, and not, you know, using organic matter, which would be naturally high. Like seaweed, which is why seaweed grown carrots and potatoes are always so delicious and so nutritious, would be full of iodine. So if you feel that you might be deficient in iodine, don't take the iodine itself. Take kelp. So kelp is a seaweed. It will be naturally high in iodine. But because it's coming in this kelp food form, you're not in the danger of overdosing and, and, and causing an imbalance. Ger says, hi, uh, could Annelise tell me what's the normal blood sugar levels for a 63-year-old woman? So I think fasting blood sugar levels when you get tested should be at, um, at uh, sometimes it comes back at six and under. Um, but I think nutritionally speaking, we would like to see blood sugars, fasting blood sugars under five. So if your pl- blood sugars are over that, that's a sign that your cells are not listening to the signals of insulin and taking the blood, uh, the sugar out of the blood and putting it into in, into the cells where it's needed. Um, so, and it's a big problem at the moment, Patricia, type 2 diabetes is very much becoming a Western disease and very much on the increase, even amongst young people, whereas before it was only people over the age of sort of 50 would, would ever get it. Um, and it is massively diet related. Um, it's down to the amount of you know, processed grains and sugars that we have in our diet. But the good news is, is that nine times out of 10, it's fully reversible with diet. So you can get back to being, you know, to having healthy blood sugars with a good diet. And certain supplements will help as well. So there's a supplement called berberine, 
which is very good to help improve cell sensitivity to insulin. There's another one they use a lot in India called bitter melon, but it's quite hard to get your hands on here in Ireland. And that would be a very, very common um, after-dinner um, digestive in India. They would take bitter melon afterwards to help with the blood sugar um, resulting from a meal. Uh, cinnamon is another lovely one as well. So that's very high in chromium, which is important for cell sensitivity to insulin. So you could put... Um, cinnamon onto your breakfast cereal your porridge in the morning or if you can't stand the taste of it you could always take a chromium supplement as well when we're talking about teenagers the listener says I have a 13 year old and a 16 year old boys won't eat vegetables what can I do to replace them yeah so and I you know it really is probably one of the most important components of the diet but definitely during the teenage years you know I mean you can't force feed them so Ways around it would be to try and hide vegetables a lot in food. So say spaghetti bolognese, Patricia, is a great one because you can hide, um, you know, you could grate carrot into spaghetti bolognese and um, other vegetables that they don't notice, like courgette. They wouldn't even notice that in a spaghetti bolognese. You can also sometimes tempt them like with nice dips. So you could cut up carrot sticks, maybe pepper sticks. Um, and those sugar snap peas are very tasty to take as well. And you could give them to them with hummus dips or sour cream dips, which are very good for the good bacteria of your gut as well. So there might be ways of kind of enticing them to do that. And then if you're very worried, I think probably give them a, a multivitamin supplement. I don't usually recommend multivitamins because I think if you have a healthy diet, you shouldn't need one. But in this case, they're going to be missing out on a huge amount mm. of vitamins and minerals so get them a good quality multivitamin and just make sure that they take that every day and they hopefully will grow out of it yeah absolutely Mary I'm, I'm on a blood pressure tablet and a tablet for my cholesterol I've now been told I should take an aspirin tablet as well is there anything I can take instead of the aspirin and I don't know why Mary doesn't want to take the aspirin but there's you can take instead yeah so I think aspirin is normally recommended as a blood thinner and you know there's actually of all, you know, the lots of medications do come with very bad side effects, but aspirin doesn't have too many bad side effects. For some people, it can damage the lining of their stomach, but they do. They have come up with new aspirins to try and bypass that problem. But if you want a natural alternative, you're looking for natural blood thinners, and they would be things like the omega-3 fish oils are wonderful blood thinners, so much so that if you want to give blood or if you're going in for surgery, you should stop it two weeks before because it really does make your blood flow beautifully thinly. Uh, Turmeric is another natural blood thinner. Um, So they probably would be the biggest two in terms of blood thinners. Uh, But I think, you know, if you're worried about heart disease, aspirin is is probably one of the least worrying drugs and the the fewest side effects of any of them to have to take. Okay, and a listener who has been on medication to help her sleep for the last three months, uh, they worked well to start with, but now lately not working as well. I'm only getting four hours sleep. Any suggestion? So the the natural remedies for sleep are difficult, Patricia, because the truth is they actually don't make you sleepy. What they really do is they calm down the kind of the side of the adrenaline um, side of your stress system to kind of really make you calm, to put you in a very good um, um, mood and a good mood to sleep. So they calm down the busy brain and the busy body. And they would be things like valerian. um, What else is very good? Melissa is another one, which is also called lemon balm. Some people find magnesium is wonderful to help them sleep at night. 
passion flower is another one too that people often take for sleep. So they would be typical remedies. Oh, actually, cannabis oil as well, the CBD oil, the cannabis oil without the hallucinatory compound. I've uh, a lot of my customers now are starting to use that for sleep and they find it wonderful. All of these ex- do the exact same thing. It's all stopping that sort of anxious, busy body, busy brain. Um, and this isn't a natural remedy, but it can help sometimes if people are really going through a bad uh, can sleep time is the drowsy antihistamines can work very well to get you off to sleep. So I don't think they would be good for you long term. But if you're going through a bad patch, they can help as well. And there's nothing worse than not getting a good night's sleep uh, for sure. OK, listen, we leave it there. Annalise, have a great week and Thanks, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you for that. That is Annalise Dressel of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancolic. And our apologies if we didn't get all of the questions because we always get swamped uh, with too many questions for Annalise. Hi. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.